Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, I hope y'all had an amazing Christmas, amazing Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate with your family. I hope you had a great holiday season. And obviously, we got New Year's coming up here this weekend, so obviously it, it gets a little bit even better. But anyway... In today's episode, we're going to be previewing all of our games that we have here in the upcoming week 17 of the 2022 NFL season. And, you know, we have a lot of playoff implications that are going to be involved in some of these games. To kick it off on Thursday Night Football, we have the Cowboys and Titans. We've also got the Broncos and Chiefs in a game that might get pretty ugly. We have the Dolphins and Patriots who are going to be without Tua in this game, who just entered the concussion protocol once again. We also have the Panthers and Buccaneers taking off in a really important game, which the Buccaneers are able to beat the Panthers they automatically will make it into the playoffs and win the NFC South. And just so much more games we've got to talk about. And the one of the best games, arguably, of the year on Monday Night Football as we have the Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, guys, before we get into all of these games, breaking down each one and everything like that, please make sure that you do like, comment, share, rate, do whatever you can just to make sure we continue to spread the Cover 7 podcast. And, you know, guys, if you do really enjoy the podcast and you're feeling a little bit generous, you know, it's that time of year where, you know, it's always the gift of giving that keeps on giving. But, um, Anchor.fm, they have a monthly supporter program, which is $4.99 a month, 10, or $9.99 a month, and then also just $0.99 cents a month, which just, it helps me financially be able to better the quality of the podcast and just be able to continue to do this for you beautiful people and, you know, continue to keep y'all up to date with anything NFL and college football related. And, excuse me, guys, what was just an absolute crazy week 16, we saw the Cowboys take down the Philadelphia Eagles in a big-time NFC East matchup. We also saw the Packers take down the Dolphins on Christmas Day. We also saw the end of an era in Denver as Denver got absolutely torched against the Rams 51-14. to And just so much so much action happened last week. And I think also in this week, we might see kind of another similar week to that. So like I always say, guys, I don't want to waste y'all's time. I don't want to waste my time either. So let's get right into today's episode and talk some NFL football as now – you know, we still have technically two more regular season weeks this week and then in week 18, which is weird to say because normally by the time we hit week 17, we're already getting prepared for the wild card weekend, but we still do have yet another regular season week. But anyway, in the second to last week of the regular season, to kick us off on Thursday Night Football, we have Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys traveling out to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans at 17 or 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Amazon Prime. Now, in this game, I'm going to be really interested to see how well the Dallas Cowboys defense is going to do against stopping Derrick Henry because if they're able to stop Derrick Henry, this game is going to be an absolute blowout because for the Tennessee Titans, and we saw it last week against the Houston Texans, they really were not able to do much, especially in the second half after Derrick Henry had that fumble, which pretty much just set all the momentum towards Houston's defense. And... You know, Derrick Henry has gets really, I mean, really quick and hot starts. You know, rush for 100 yards in one half and then rushes for two yards in another. So, a little bit inconsistent. But if the Cowboys defense, led by Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously got you know just all those studs that they have on defense, are able to really control this Tennessee Titans offense, which is not really going to be that much of a problem because Ryan Tannehill is out for the rest of the season. Malik Willis definitely struggled a little bit last week against the Texans by throwing two interceptions and less than 100 yards passing. And then for the Dallas Cowboys, you know, their um, offense, 
It was absolutely phenomenal last week. Outside of Dak having you know some early struggles through a pick six right to Josh Sweat, which would get returned for a touchdown. Dak looked pretty darn good connecting with C.D. Lamb pretty well as C.D. had over 120 yards receiving. The run game wasn't bad, but definitely we saw a lot more improvements in the past game for the Cowboys. And, you know, in this Thursday night matchup, I think it's kind of a no-brainer who you've got to go with, and that's the Dallas Cowboys because right now they need to win out and for the Eagles to lose out in order to be able to win the NFC East and be able to kind of spoil the Eagles getting that number one overall seed in the um, NFC. So between the Titans and Cowboys on Thursday Night Football to kick us off on Week 17, I'm going to go with my team. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys as I just think their offense is going to be just way too much for that really injury-riddled defense of the Titans. And then vice versa as well because the Titans' offense, which is very injured as well, they're going to struggle against Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, especially that defensive line and pass rush of the Cowboys as their offensive line was horrible last week, and now they're going up against an even better defense. So give me the Dallas Cowboys over the Tennessee Titans. Now that will be the only game we have on Thursday. We're not going to have any games on Saturday, so we're, we don't have any doubleheaders, you know, or like what I guess last Saturday was on Christmas Eve was our actual you know main slate of games. But now we're going back to our normal slate on Sunday on New Year's Day. Day. So January 1st of 2023 to kick us off in the year 2023. The first game that we're going to talk about in our noon slate on Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we're going to have the Arizona Cardinals who allowed for Tom Brady in overtime to once again have a miraculous drive down the field and be able to get the game-winning field goal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to somehow survive once again and win. You know, they're 4-11. They have absolutely no reason to even compete in this game. Similar thing with the opponent they're taking on in the Atlanta Falcons, which Atlanta still was pretty solid offensively last week against Baltimore. We knew, you know, we saw Drake London look really good. Tyler Algier, who's really impressed, as has kind of emerged as a running back one for the Falcons. And then Desmond Ritter, who hasn't looked bad so far in his past two starts for the Atlanta Falcons. So in this game, between the Battle of the Birds, I'm going to go with Atlanta because the Arizona Cardinals right now, I mean, man, it was just a rough, you know, rough week last week in terms of offensive production. Their defense wasn't that bad. You know, were able to get, you know, able to get two interceptions off of Tom Brady, both of which were by Marco Wilson, who got banged up in that game last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I think Atlanta, they're going to somehow be able to still stay alive, depending on, you know, if obviously if Tampa Bay beats Carolina. So, give me the uh, Atlanta Falcons over the Arizona Cardinals. Now, y'all, for our next game, we're going to go up north in the NFC North as we have an NFC, NFC North matchup at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox between Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears taking on Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Now, for some reason, when the Detroit Lions play at home, they do a really good, you know, almost beat the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving Day. We're able to beat the Seahawks at or Yeah, they, they were able to beat the Seahawks at home. They also were able to absolutely thrash the Jacksonville Jaguars at home as well. It was like a 40 to 12 game. So when the Lions are at home in Ford Field, they do pretty good. And, you know, they're going up against a just really, and I mean really bad Chicago Bears team who, outside of Justin Fields, really doesn't have anybody in terms of, you know, star potential. So in this game between the Detroit Lions and the Bears, I think the Lions are going to be a little bit ticked off. They lost last week on the road at Carolina, and I think Jared Goff is going to be able to connect really well with DJ Chark and Amon Ross St. Brown. And hopefully the Lions, they'll be able to get the run game going a little bit earlier and actually, you know, get back to, you know, getting into the end zone off of rushing touchdowns. Let Jamal Williams, who is having a career year for the Lions, you know, has, is, has rushing touchdowns that are in the teens. So, 
in this game between the Lions and Bears. I'm going to go with my gut. I think the Lions are going to bounce back, especially when they play at home. So give me the Detroit Lions over the Chicago Bears. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, and a game that I think is just going to get outright ugly, we have the Denver Broncos, who are coming off one of the most embarrassing losses on Christmas Day that you'll just ever see, right? This game was so bad, you had the backup quarterback, Brett Ripien, fighting with Dalton Risner, one of the starting um, linemen for the Denver Broncos, because, well, to be frank, the offensive line was horrible last week in their loss against the Rams. Russell Wilson was sacked six times. Russell Wilson also threw it three interceptions before getting benched for Brett Ripien, who then would go on to throw a pick six of his own to um, Durant. So, of the um of the LA Rams. So it was a rough week last week for the Broncos and in fact it was such a rough game that the Broncos the day after on Monday would go on to fire their head coach Nathaniel Hackett and not even let him finish out the season. So he finishes out his first and only season so far as a head coach 4 and 11 and rightfully so. Bad game management, bad play calling and yes, obviously the offensive line was never really solidified to begin the year but Russell Wilson and offense have just looked downright horrendous. The defense, which looked really good to begin the year, has gotten very undisciplined and has just looked awful these past few weeks. I mean, when you allow Baker Mayfield to only have four incompletions, which was the same amount as turnovers that you 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 coughed up, that is just that's just downright bad. And to make matters worse, they're now going on the road and playing at Arrowhead Stadium and taking on Patrick Mahomes, who right now is the front runner to win his second MVP. I just think this game is going to get ugly real quick. The Kansas City Chiefs, their defense was able to finally step up, which I said if their defense would finally get back on track and be able to limit Geno Smith and the Seahawks offense, then they're going to win. They did that, only allowed 10 points. So in this game between the Chiefs and Broncos, it's a no-brainer. I'm rocking with the Kansas City Chiefs as I think they're going to definitely Definitely embarrass the Denver Broncos at home. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we now have the Miami Dolphins who are coming off a game last week in which they should have won at home against the Green Bay Packers, but with a really rough second half, Tua Tagovailoa throwing three interceptions in the fourth quarter, two of which would end up giving Green Bay the two game-winning field goals that would set up the difference as a final score was 26-20. to Now, the story gets a little bit different because as it, as it got reported on Monday that Tua Tagovailoa had entered the concussion protocol after Sunday's game. So somehow, somewhere and somehow in that game, he did get banged up, got a little bit nauseous, was describing a lot of the symptoms you get when you get a concussion, which is a scary thing because if y'all remember early on in the season when they played, I think it was Thursday night football against the Cincinnati Bengals, we had that real huge scare where Tua literally was in that fencing position. His hands were all, you know, scrunched up and was not something good because I think if y'all also remember too, not even four days ago or not even four days before that game, he had suffered what looked like a concussion against the Buffalo Bills in which he tried to get up, stumbled, fell back down, and then went into the locker room and then would get put right back into the game which started a lot of this whole concussion you know, protocol stuff where refs, they now are able to make the judgment to take a player out of the game. So hopefully Tua Tagovailoa is okay, but nine times out of ten, he's not going to be playing in this game whatsoever. So now they're going to go with the former Kansas State quarterback in um, – and Skylar Thompson, who I was able to watch it because he played on my TCU Horn Frogs every year. But now they're going on the road up to Digilette Stadium and taking on the New England Patriots. 
Oh, man, is this just an awkward game? Because for the New England Patriots, you are able to somehow in the second half of that game against the Bengals, despite being down 22-0 to after the first half and looking like you had no life whatsoever, you were able to come back a little bit. You know, got the game down to four points, but unfortunately were not able to get that game-winning touchdown to actually get that comeback win against the Bengals. But the Patriots didn't look bad in the second half whatsoever. But we've got to remember, this is not the Tom Brady-led you know, New England Patriots. It's not, just, you know, Matt Jones, who struggled a lot this year as well. The offense isn't the same. Now, the defense is not bad. Matthew Judon has been a sack machine. Just the defense as a whole has not been horrendous. But just the offense has had a lot of trouble being able to, you know, hold on to the football, not turn over the football. We saw Ramondre Stevenson have a very, and I mean very critical fumble against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. So in this game between the Dolphins and Patriots, I know it's at home for New England, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I still think that, you know, if Skyler's able to come into this game and just be a field general, not you don't have to make those explosive plays because with Tyree Kill, get it to him quick. He's going to be able to get some extra yards after the catch, you know, be able to get a lot of those rack yards. And I just, I don't remember, or yak yards, yards after the catch. I just think really, I know the Dolphins right now are kind of in a weird position because in reality, they probably don't want to make it to the playoffs because they know they'll be one and done. But at the same time, you have so much talent with guys like Jalen Waddle. You got Tyreek Kill, who both had a really good game last week against the Green Bay Packers on Christmas Day. So give me the Miami Dolphins in what I think will be a very you know low-scoring game. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the New York Giants. Now. The main thing I want to talk about is the Giants, and you know, despite the Giants going on the road on Christmas Eve and taking on the Minnesota Vikings, who have one of the top offenses in the NFL when they finally are able to get things going, they they have arguably the favorite to win Offensive Player of the Year in Justin Jefferson, which I think the Giants did a pretty good job of semi-maintaining him until right at the end of the game. But luckily for the Giants this week, they're going up against a really bad Indianapolis Colts team, and I think the Giants, whose offense was able to kind of get things going. Daniel Jones has taken a huge leap in a contract year. Same with Saquon Barkley, who's been able to actually stay healthy so far. So in this game between the Colts and the Giants, I'm going to go with the New York Giants. I just think their offense is going to be able to get going against this really bad, I mean, really bad Indianapolis Colts team. As we all know, gave up that 33-0 lead at halftime against the Vikings. So give me the New York Giants over the Colts. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the New Orleans Saints going on the road and taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, once again, for the second consecutive week, Jalen Hurts will not be starting for the Eagles at quarterback, which is a smart move because, to be frank, you don't want to you know screw him over for when you get into the playoffs. And, you know, even looking at last week when Gardner Minshew played against the Cowboys, Gardner Minshew looked pretty good. You know, outside of a few turnover issues, you know, two interceptions, he was pretty good. He was connecting really well with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, especially Devontae Smith. I think they're not going to have really any issues in this game against the New Orleans Saints, and especially since it's going to be up in Philly. They're going to be back home and going up against the Saints team, who is very inconsistent. Yes, they're riding a little bit of a win streak, I think a three-game win streak. I still think the Saints are no match for the Eagles in this game. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles over the New Orleans Saints. It's also to the Eagles, you know, defense got a little bit exposed last week against the Cowboys, in which we saw, you know, one of the more notorious plays from that game, the third and 30, in which Dak Prescott connected with T.Y. Hilton for a, uh, I think it was a 52-yard reception. So I think the Eagles defense are going to want to bounce back a little bit in this game as well. So definitely give me the Eagles over the New Orleans Saints. 
Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers, who still are somehow in the hunt for the playoffs, going on the road down to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, well, Tom Brady has not looked good these past few weeks. Yes, they won against Arizona last week, but if you watch you know, the first three and a half quarters, Tom Brady just looked awful. Two interceptions to Marco Wilson, underthrowing a lot of his wide receivers. You know, Early on in the game, missed Julio Jones wide open in the end zone, in which would have been the first and pretty much one of the only touchdowns that we got in that game on Christmas Day or that late Christmas Day game. But, you know, somehow and for some reason, the Tampa Bay team, they're able to close games out and somehow be able to get back into it. Leonard Fournette was able to really help the receiving game by, you know, being open in the flats and getting a lot. And I mean, a lot of those tough yards to be able to get them in position to get that first down defense continues to get, improve a little bit week in, week out, despite having some injuries on that side of the football but they're going up against a Carolina Panthers team who has been running the football really darn well. We've seen Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard be a really good 1A, 1B type of duo. Both had over 120 rushing yards last week against the um, Detroit Lions in an absolute offensive just Great performance by Sam Darnold and the Panthers. And Sam Darnold also, too, has looked pretty efficient. You know, nothing crazy, definitely nothing, you know, number three overall pick crazy, but has been very efficient. And in this game between the Panthers and Buccaneers, I know it's going to be played in Tampa Bay. And as much as I want to go with the Panthers, I just, it's hard to go against Tom Brady. And I've learned my lesson from always trying to go against him. So I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As much as I really want to see the Panthers get into the playoffs, because I really like what they've been able to do. They did lose one of their best cornerbacks and really one of the young emerging cornerbacks in the NFL and J.C. Horn, who's going to likely be out for the rest of the year. So they're, they already have yet another huge blow at the corner position. And I think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense is going to, are going to attack that a little bit more in this game. And, you know, I know the Panthers, they were able to go out and sign Josh Norman, who was our former superstar, but we've kind of seen how Josh Norman's been so far in his twilight years. So give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Carolina Panthers. Now, y'all, for our next game at 12 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns who are coming off just an abysmal offensive performance against the um, New Orleans Saints going on the road now at FedEx Field to take on the Washington Commanders who benched Taylor Heineke last week in favor of Carson Wentz. And, you know, when Carson Wentz came in for the first time and what felt like forever, he looked pretty, you know, pretty good. And, you know, now they're going up against a Cleveland Browns team, which definitely has nothing really to play for. They're, I don't think they are officially eliminated from the playoffs. I lied. And, you know, for the Commanders, they're trying to stay alive in the playoffs because if they lose this game, they're pretty much out of the playoffs. So, in this game between the Commanders and Browns, the Commanders, I know they're going to want to be able to make the playoffs. They're going to want to definitely be able to, you know, get that bonus money for making the playoffs. And I just think also the Commanders' defense is going to absolutely take advantage of how reckless and rusty Deshaun Watson has been so far in his return. So give me the Washington Commanders over the Cleveland Browns. Now, y'all, for our next game and our final noon game that we do have at 12 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars going down to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Now, for Houston, you're able to take on yet another AFC uh, South rival in the Tennessee Titans, and we're able and we're able to upset them at home. But the problem now is you're going up against a way better offense and one of the more thriving offenses right now in the league, in the Jacksonville Jaguars, who looked really good last week. 
excuse me, who looked really good last week. Trevor Lawrence has been developing extremely well under Doug Peterson, who I think is probably one of the biggest gifts that I think the Jaguars definitely should be grateful for because under Urban Meyer, it looked like we could potentially be seeing Trevor Lawrence turn into a bust, but once they got Doug Peterson in there and his scheme and were able to get some guys out of free agency like Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, the offense has looked a ton better. It's opened up a lot more, you know, a lot more options for Trevor Lawrence and even to take off on the ground. Now, Trevor Lawrence still has been doing with a little bit of a fumble issue, but I still I still think that he'll be okay. And in this game against the Houston Texans, despite the Texans who have looked pretty good these past few weeks, kept it close against the Cowboys pretty much right until the end, went into overtime with the Kansas City Chiefs, and then obviously last week went on the road and beat the Titans. As much as I like the underdog mentality and story, I think the Texans realize that like with a win here, they're jeopardizing their number one overall pick, which is likely going to give them their franchise quarterback, whether that be Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. And I think for the Jaguars, who are currently right now number one in the AFC South, they're going to want to be able to make the playoffs. And I think this is a no-brainer on who you should pick. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Houston Texans. Now, y'all, for our next game at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Las Vegas Raiders out in Las Vegas. I, this is a no-brainer for me. Derek Carr looked absolutely horrendous last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, yes, I know it was you know way below freezing. It was snowing. Not great weather conditions. But regardless, both offenses in that game didn't look really good. But the Raiders... You had two picks, had a lot of opportunities where you got onto you know the opponent's side of the field and never got any points out of it. And I think I think everybody, especially if you're a Raiders fan, you know that it is time to move on from Derek Carr. And I'm not a Derek Carr hater. I like the guy as a person, but to be frank, he's not your future at quarterback. You've had him since 2016. Nothing's really worked out, and it's time to move on, especially if you want Devontae Adams to really flourish into the wide receiver that you know you're paying. $200 million for, and well, on the opposite side of the football, the 49ers are clicking better than ever. Their defense is the best right now in the NFL. The offense under Brock Purdy has not missed a beat whatsoever. Him and George Kittle have been absolutely lighting it up for the 49ers offense. So in this game, I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, y'all, for our next game at 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the New York Jets, who... God rest their soul, unfortunately, had to deal with another start by Zach Wilson last week. But, luckily enough, they would finally bench him in favor of Garrett, I think it was Schraver, I want to say that's how you pronounce his last name, which kind of already solidified now the official end of the Zach Wilson era in New York as it was being reported by multiple NFL sources that Zach Wilson is expected to be, you know, just released, we'll say, we'll just say that for right now, is expected to be, you know, moved on from at the end of the season by the Jets. So now, Jet fans, you can look forward to potentially finding your next franchise quarterback after you thought it was Sam Darnold and you now thought it was Zach Wilson. So now let's see who the next guy's going to be. And, you know, right now, everybody's saying Mike White. And, you know, Mike White, who's been out these past few weeks dealing with a rib injury, he will now be back this week and will be playing, which... When he's been playing for the Jets, their offense has been really good. And now they're going on the road in Seattle to take on a Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks team, which has not been playing their best football late either. Defense hasn't looked good. The offense, you know, not having Tyler Lockett as a vertical threat has really hampered them. And, well, for the Jets, their defense has been really good. They're still somehow alive in the playoff picture. But definitely I think they're going to want to not go to the playoffs. But I still... 
I don't think it would hurt him whatsoever. So in this game between the Jets and Seahawks, I think with the Jets getting finally getting Mike White back and getting some energy added in to that offensive room, I think that's going to be huge for the Jets in this game. So give me the New York Jets over the Seattle Seahawks. Now, y'all, for our next game that we're going to have in a big-time playoff implication game as at 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS, we have an NFC North rivalry and one of the best rivalries in the NFL as we have the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Green Bay Packers, despite you know not really winning that game last week against Miami, it was more the Dolphins lost that game, but regardless, a win is a win. And for the Packers, they're still somehow alive in the playoff picture. Their playoff chances went up from like 17 to the mid-30s. So they still have a chance. But now they're facing one of their toughest, you know, toughest, and I mean toughest tests so far this year in the Minnesota Vikings, whose offense has, you know, safe to say not really skipped a beat so far. And we saw how bad it was for the Packers week one against the Vikings. But now it's going to be at Lambeau Field. They're going to be at home. I think it's going to be a little bit of a different story. And I know Green Bay, they're favored by minus three. But as we've seen with this Vikings team, no matter how big of a lead you have, you are not safe from Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. And I think it's going to be another one of those games where the Packers jump out to, say, a 14-0 lead, 14-3 lead, 21-3 lead. And then somehow the Vikings are going to climb back in the second half and you know, end up winning probably on another Vance Joseph field goal attempt so in this game between the Vikings and Packers I think the Vikings they're going to shut down the Packers playoff chances so give me the Minnesota Vikings over the Green Bay Packers now y'all for our next game and our final late slate game that we do have at 3 25 p.m central time on CBS we have the Battle of LA which was originally a Sunday night game but got flexed out for the Steelers and Ravens but despite that it's still a game going on as we're going to have the L.A. Rams taking on the L.A. Chargers. Now, for the Rams, that offense that we saw last week against the Denver Broncos, which, to be frank, the Broncos don't have a good defense, but it's still a professional football team, they looked just completely amazing. Baker Mayfield went 24 of 28, had, I think it was three or four passing touchdowns. Cam Akers had his first 100-yard rushing game of the season. Also was able to add three rushing touchdowns as well. Tyler Higby looked pretty much like Travis Kelsey in that game against the Broncos. And the offense was clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, so was the defense, despite not having Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald for the rest of the season. Their secondary still played really good. Jalen Ramsey was able to get a pick. Bobby Wagner was able to get a pick. I think it was Kobe Durant was able to get himself two interceptions, one being a pick six. And then for the Chargers, you know, their offense has still been able, it's still been pretty solid now that they're kind of healthy again. But call me crazy all you want, but with this offense, you know, for the Rams now that's under Baker Mayfield, and, you know, once again, they're going to want to really spoil the Lions getting a chance at getting a better draft pick. So in this game, I'm going to go with the Rams. Now, I have to kind of you know, pick one spoiler, and I think the Rams, they're going to do exactly that, as I think Baker Mayfield will have himself yet another really good game as he's still going up against another banged-up defense in the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, y'all, for our final game that we do have on Sunday and what is now the new Sunday night football game at 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC, we have the uh, the um, Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, well, and, you know, for me personally, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've gotten back a little bit to, you know, their fundamental playing football, you know, Steeler football, rough, you know, 
Not a lot of points scored on the board, but definitely hard-nosed defense. They're able to get turnovers. We saw that last week, forced two interceptions off of Derek Carr. Literally did not allow pretty much any points the entire game in the freezing snow of Pittsburgh. Now they're going to Baltimore and taking on their arch rival, the Baltimore Ravens, in a game in which they could potentially play spoiler for the Ravens. Now the Ravens are still going to end up going to the playoffs somehow, which kind of blows my mind. But a lot of that has got to be credited to the defense. But in this game between the Steelers and Ravens, if you've watched the Ravens' offense without Lamar Jackson, it has been one of the worst in the league. But Tyler Huntley looked a little bit better last week. I don't think they're going to have Lamar Jackson this week either, so it will be Tyler Huntley once again. And I think Pittsburgh, you know, with Kenny Pickett back at starting quarterback after dealing with a concussion issue, Najee Harris looked pretty good, Deontay Johnson looked pretty good. You know, the Steelers' offense, despite not really having their best A game, were still able to pull out a win against a pretty solid Las Vegas Raider team. So in this game on Sunday Night Football to wrap us up on Sunday between the Ravens and Steelers, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer, and Grandma, I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, so give me the Steelers to upset the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Now, y'all, that'll wrap up Thursday night. That'll wrap up Sunday. So now let's get out to Monday Night Football on January the 2nd. As we're going to have arguably a game of the year candidate at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, ABC, ESPN2, ESPN+. Plus. I'm telling you, I'm looking off the you know official ESPN you know, site right now, you know, looking at all the different um, broadcasts and everything like that. But we're going to have a huge, and I mean a huge AFC matchup between Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this game will be played in Cincinnati, so that's another thing to you know, hugely remember it will be played in Cincinnati, so they won't be up in Buffalo where the weather conditions were probably going to be god-awful. It's not going to be that great in Cincinnati, but definitely not as bad as it is up in Buffalo. Oh, I mean, what, I mean, what can I really say about, you know, for Buffalo? Looked really rough in the first half last week against against the Chicago Bears. Josh Allen had two interceptions in that game, but the Buffalo Bills were able to rebound, make halftime adjustments, and in the second half came out guns ablazing, you know, hugely being led by their run game with Devin Singletary and James Cook. And then for the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, they took care of business once again last week. You know, despite a rough second half for them against the New England Patriots, they were absolutely dominant in the first half against the Patriots. And I think if the Bengals are able to play like they did in the first half against the Patriots, they could easily win this game. But the problem is you've got to be consistent for four quarters of football, especially when you're going up, a te- going up against a team like the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, on the flip side for the Buffalo Bills, just Josh Allen has got to limit the turnovers. You know, when you look at his total turnovers and interceptions on the season, he leads the NFL, or he, he's at the top of the list at least, which I don't think a lot of people realize because, you know, you kind of get blinded by the fact of how, you know, athletically gifted and how good of a quarterback he is. But, yeah, he you know, he has been a turnover machine. So something to kind of monitor in this game between the Bengals and Bills. Both teams, which are pretty much healthy for the most part. The Bengals, they did lose one of their starting tackles and Lael Collins with a torn ACL for the rest of the year. So that will kind of hamper a little bit of their offensive line. But to be frank, Lael Collins really hasn't been playing that great this year. So in this game between the Bills and Bengals, as as much as I love Joe Burrow and the Bengals, you've got to be realistic. Just Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, their offense can attack you from literally everywhere, which the Bengals are able to do as well in their run game and pass game. But James Cook has really emerged as a good second running back for them. Devin Singletary, as we all know, has been a good running back. The pass game for the Bills is just absolutely ridiculous. And I think they're going to continue that here on Monday night to wrap up Week 17. So give me Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills 
over the Cincinnati Bengals to kick to wrap not kick off to wrap up week 17. So guys. Let me know what games y'all are looking forward to the most. I know me personally, it's going to be that Monday night football game with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be a really good offensive matchup, kind of similar to you know a Monday night game that we had a while back, a few years back, where it was the Rams and the Chiefs, which ended which ended up being and still considered you know nowadays as arguably the greatest regular season game of all time. So hopefully this game lives up to those standards, and definitely this game will easily be one of the best games of the season. So. Anyways, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening to today's preview episode of Week 17. Make sure, and hopefully, I hope y'all do, y'all stick around, check out all the other episodes we've got going on. We've got plenty of interviews for y'all to listen to with a bunch of really good college athletes. We've got a bunch of preview episodes and recaps for college football, if you love college football like I do myself. And then also, as you all know, we've got plenty of recaps and previews for NFL. So make sure y'all do go check all of those out. You can find them on the page on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find it there. So, guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to today's preview episode. And also make sure to you know stay around and come back on Tuesday as we will have a full-blown recap of all of the games from week 17 of the 2022 NFL season. So, guys, thank you so much. Have a great rest of y'all's week, and I will catch y'all then. Peace. <laughs>